Washington football team, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. All right, everybody, we welcome you to a new week and a new episode of the Locked On Washington football team podcast. And as usual, the Washington football team cannot handle any sort of prosperity whatsoever. Our fear all week long last week, and it has come true to reality. They lose 23-20 to the New York Giants. Today's episode is brought to you by Built Bar. Go to BuiltBar.com and use the promo code Locked On, and you'll get 20% off your next order. Coming up on this episode, we'll hear from head coach Ron Rivera after a very disappointing 23-20 loss to the previously one-win Giants. That means the Giants sweep the series head-to-head. They've now won seven of eight against Washington, and they win both games by a total combined four points. But when you turn the ball over seven times in those two games, that's right, seven, you are going to lose. And quite honestly, you're lucky enough to only have lost two games by four points. All right, let's get to it. Uh, Again, we'll hear from Ron Rivera before the show is out. Let's get through as much of this as we possibly can. Uh, Right away, um, you know, it wasn't a great start for the Washington football team. Graham Gano put the New York Giants up on the scoreboard with a 38-yard field goal. Seven plays, 61 yards on the drive, two minutes and 14 seconds. And the reason why that happened is because Washington, on the first Giants drive, Stop them on fourth and one. This gets completely lost in the loss. Stop them on fourth and one after the Giants initially had a surge and were kind of moving the football around and spreading it around to different guys like Sterling Shepard. Golden Tate was not there. Uh, And uh, uh, Wayne Gallman, uh, Evan Ingram. And then they get stopped on fourth and one. And... You think, all right, well, this is going to be a good day for the defense. And, well, it wasn't a good day for the defense. We'll get to more on that. And the reason why, again, the Gano field goal happened and how it happened was Washington takes the ball back after the fourth and one stop at their own 35-yard line, and they immediately connect on a 22-yard screen and run to uh, to Antonio Gibson, who then fumbles – And, again, remember the original line of scrimmage is at the Washington 35-yard line. So the fumble happens, I believe it was like right around the 45-ish yard line of New York. And New York picks it all the way up after a wild scramble. And after a mad dash for the football, they pick it all the way up at the 19-yard line. So, yeah, so it was touched at the New York 38 was where it initially um, was was touched and then recovered by Jabril Peppers, who you'll hear that name uh, again at the New York Giant 19. So again, that was the first play from scrimmage, 21 yards to the New York Giant 44, and then again fumbled at that point at the 44, but punched ahead to the New York Giant 38 and then finally recovered at the New York Giant 19 after several players tried to pounce on it, uh, touch on it, scramble on it, and and get 
uh, control of the football, and they absolutely could not. So that was a wild, wild play. So it really negates the fourth and one stop, quite honestly, because Washington immediately turns it over. That would be a theme of the day. Then on the first play from scrimmage, Daniel Jones goes deep uh, to Mack, who I've never even heard of, quite honestly, for 50 yards. Uh, I you know, I mean, obviously, you know, you know Golden Tate, who was, again, essentially benched for this game. You know Sterling Shepard. You know Wayne Gallman. You know Alfred Morris. We'll get to him in a sec. Um, you know those guys. And, and Darius Slayton, who was a rookie last year. Nobody knew. Nobody knew who uh, this kid was. Mac. I don't even know his first name. I don't even remember his first name. The bottom line is, is he beats Cam Curl for a 50-yard, it looked like a little switch route in which Dar- like they had a stack at the line of scrimmage, uh, and Ronald Darby and Cam Curl were right there with the two receivers, and they ran a little switch, and Cam Curl takes the receiver, Mack, up the sideline and gets beat again by a long play. Now, Listen, Washington has done a better job since really week five of the season, I guess, against the Rams of taking away some of the bigger plays, but not good enough. And that's been the one bugaboo in pass pass coverage is the big plays. Ronald Darby gave up a bunch of them early in the year. Um, You know, we know the safeties have kind of struggled at times, but boy, that was, you know, that was a tough one. That was a tough one. Um, At the time, you think all the momentum is going New York's way, right? But then Washington's defense kind of rises up again. Uh, They force after a a first down. They go one, two, three, third and ten. And Cam Curl's in coverage on a deep incompletion. And so they force the field goal from Gano from the Washington 20, which is ultimately an 18-yard, uh, uh, you know, they add 18 onto it, so a 38-yard field goal. And the Giants took a 3 to nothing lead. Now, Washington comes back and, boom, goes three and out, right? A pass, a run, a pass. Boom, three and out. Logan Thomas drops a third and eight first down completion along the sideline, that would happen again. Giants take over the football, and here comes Alfred Morris. He's into the game. Four yards a pop. Four yards a pop on his first two carries. Uh, Sterling Shepard gets a short first down. Then Washington gets a sack on first down, split by Jonathan Allen and Ryan Kerrigan. That's the third straight game that Kerrigan has been involved in at least half a sack. Then Washington thinks they get a turnover on a pass that Kevin Pierre-Lewis thought he'd come up with. It's ruled an interception, but he clearly chapped it on the ground. They reviewed it as they would review every turnover, and the play was reversed. We didn't know then that that would be the only time Washington would really come close to a turnover. They didn't have any officially on the day. That was a big theme. Uh, And then... They get off the field still, right? So you think, okay, good. Second time we're getting off the field, really third time we're getting off the field, and only three points, not too much damage. Only to see Isaiah Wright fumble the punt. He turns it over, 
at the Washington 16-yard line, and a couple of plays later, Wayne Gallman is in for a two-yard touchdown. Now, Mack almost had another touchdown, but he was it was ruled a touchdown, but somehow uh, he ultimately was marked out at the two. So Gallman plunges it in, and it's 10 to nothing, New York Giants. So automatically, you're down 10 to nothing, right? And at this point, you have had... Two offensive series, the first one lasting exactly one play and the fumble, and then a three and out. So you've run four plays, two series, a turnover on offense, a turnover on special teams, and you've given up three, uh, ten points. Not the way you want to start. Not the way you want to start. Um, so then things kind of settle down a little bit. Uh, Washington gets starts moving the football, right? And then it brings us to a first and 10 at the New York Giant 31. Antonio Gibson's in pass protection. Jabril Pepper's coming off the left edge of the defense. Antonio Gibson chips him, blocks him. Jabril Peppers kind of loses his balance, and he leg whips Kyle Allen. And right away, Kyle Allen goes down. From my vantage point, it's hard to see exactly what happened live to him, but all I can see is him down and the official immediately waving the medical staff onto the field. And pretty quickly, they bring out the air cast. They realize the severity uh, of it. Uh, and as it turns out, uh, according to Ron Rivera and others, it's, it's a dislocated ankle, not as bad as maybe it was uh, initially thought to be when I guess it could have certainly been a compound fraction. We've seen that, of course, with Alex Smith, who ultimately replaced Kyle Allen. Uh, we, and his was not the ankle. It was compound fracture of the leg. But we saw it with Dak Prescott just a couple of weeks ago. You get the point. So Alex, uh, Alex Smith re- returns back to the field. Kyle Allen gets medically carted off, as, as you would expect. He's waving to the crowd, waving, you know. So that's a good sign. I, I kind of thought... I kind of thought, based on his facial reaction, that it wasn't as bad initially as it looked. So I'm glad, and it turned out to be, we think, that way. We'll get official word early in the week, but I would expect him to be out on IR for at least several weeks, if not the rest of the year. We just don't know uh, at this point. So Washington then retains possession of the football, but much to the same line of shooting themselves in the foot with the two turnovers already. They take a false start. And this is, and by the way, Peppers was given a roughing the passer 15 yard penalty, uh, which helps out on obviously the sack because it was an 11 yard loss uh, on the sack. And that doesn't even count. So they give Washington the football at, at the New York giant 16 yard line, right? They get to the 10 yard line, second down, Brandon chair, full start, five yards, no play next play. Second and nine Logan Thomas offensive holding, no play minus 10 yards all the way back to the New York giant 25 yard line, right? So this is all the same series after Kyle Allen is injured as if it can't go from bad to worse. So you're now Alex Smith back-to-back penalties. Again, Logan Thomas a hold, and then Brandon Sheriff a false start. Next play is a five-yard run for J.D. McKissick. And then the fourth play that Alex Smith is in, 
Morgan Moses, illegal use of the hands, 10 yards. So three, four plays, three penalties within four plays, and a bunch of those plays don't even count as official plays, so it's just a bunch of penalties because, again, it wipes it. And all of a sudden you go from, you know, first and 10 at the 10 to fourth and 24 at the Giants' 30, which backs you up to a 48-yard field goal, and Dustin Hopkins we know has struggled, but he ultimately connects. So you get on the board – at 10 to 3. All right, so just trying to get through this as much as we can. I know I've spent probably too much time, but that was important. Graham Gano then comes back with a 48-yard field goal to make it 13-3, New York Giants. Then Washington goes 3 and out. Once again, a sack, a minus 15 yards of Alex Smith deep in their own territory leading to a punt. And the Giants take over at their own 23. They go down the field. Bang, bang, boom. Alfred Morris, 19-yard run included in that. An 11-yard run as well. A 5-yard run. Even a sack not really helping because it was for no loss. And then C.J. Board with a 10-yard catch. Deion Lewis, a 5-yard carry. Alfred Morris, an 8-yard carry. Alfred Morris, as you can see, starts piling up and ripping off chunks of yardage. The former Washington football team player and that leads to Daniel Jones right down the seam for 16 yards beating Cam Curl to Evan Ingram the tight end and again we know that Washington has struggled to cover tight end so we have a 20 to 3 lead and now you're down 17 10 play 77 yard drive and now you're feeling like oh my god we can't run we can't do this we can't do that we'll put all this pressure so Alex Smith comes out right and immediately again starts throwing the football pretty well. And you start to think, okay, finally he gets into a rhythm. Seven-yard completion, six-yard completion, short stuff. Um, then an incomplete. Uh, then a 14-yard completion to Logan Thomas for a first down. Then you get first down at midfield. Then you hit Cam Sims for a 32-yard catch and run. Now, all of a sudden, you're cooking and you're in business. On the very next play, J.D. McKissick slips in the middle of his, of the field on like what looked like a sit-down or an option round. He slips. Alex Smith could have maybe held on to it, but he throws it right where J.D. McKissick slipped, and it goes right into the hands of Blake Martinez. Interception. And that scoring opportunity is done. And as we look back, if they would have even gotten a field goal there, maybe the game is completely different because you're talking about a loss of at least three points when you're at the Giant, uh, inside the Giant 20, right? And the interception, of course, happens uh, inside the red zone. So we go to the half with the Giants up 20 to Three. Washington has been a much better second-half team this year. They come out right away, and they get on the board with an Antonio Gibson one-yard uh, run. You had a really good pass from Alex Smith for 45 yards to Cam Sims. You had another pass for... Um, for eight yards right after that to J.D. McKissick... Uh, I was thinking about another pass. And then Antonio Gibson uh, runs up the middle 
down to the giant one-yard line for an 11-yard gain, probably their best run of the day, and then he plunges in from one yard out on the next play for the touchdown 20-10. to 10. All right, so you think you're back into this, right? Then Graham Gano gets a 42-yard field goal, right? So it's 23-10. to 10. Once again, the defense giving up some points, but at least it's a field goal. So you're thinking, all right, 23-10, 13-point deficit, right? We pretty much have to be pass, 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 pass. Now we are in the third quarter, and Washington takes over. And again, they start moving the football, then ultimately come up with a sack facing a third and 14. Then they complete a short pass on third and 14 to J.D. McKissick. But because, again, it's third and 14, and it's only a six-yard gain, they have to give the football back away. Right, so that takes us into the fourth quarter early on. Uh, actually, my bad. They didn't give the football away in that spot. Dustin Hopkins, that's right, I forgot about this. Dustin Hopkins kicks a 44-yard field goal, so at least you get three points out of that. It's 23-13. Then Washington's defense tightens up, and they force a punt by the Giants, and three plays later on a first and 10 from the Washington 32, Alex Smith dials up a contested pass to Terry McLaurin, 68-yard touchdown. He runs away, he breaks a tackle, and all of a sudden it's 23-20 with the extra point. And, and you have 10 and a half minutes left. Plenty of time, right? Plenty of time. Now the defense, again, at this point is only allowed three points in the second half at this point. Washington, uh, the New York Giants go on a pretty decent drive in which they kill off about five minutes of game clock, but don't score, don't score because of their own penalties uh, and a fumble and a recovery on a sack by Daniel Jones uh, or of Daniel Jones, I should say, uh, plus, a, you know, a couple of penalties. So they ultimately have to give the ball back to Washington with four. Just over five minutes left to go, 5-12 left to go, 23-20, perfect opportunity to kind of settle down, maybe run the football a little bit, kill off some clock. Instead, they go pass, 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 drop by Logan Thomas, interception on third and 10. I mean, can we mix in a run there, please? Can we please? Please? Please. So the interception, bad snap, pressure off the edge, bad throw, falling away. Washington's defense tightens up again. Cameron Curl blitzes Daniel Jones and absolutely pops him, landing Collins style from two weeks ago, off the same edge, same blitz it looked like, and Washington gets the ball. And again, they're down 23-20. to 20. Plenty of time still left to go, right? You think. Washington gets the ball at the 148 mark, again, uh, still only down three, and they run a short pass to Steven Sims, who returned the punt. That was his first touch of the game. First catch of the game, first touch of the game is a four-yard little uh, squib route, and he gets out of bounds. Then... Right after that, you think, okay, we're just getting this offense going. We're only down by three. We only need a field goal to force overtime. Alex Smith throws his third and final interception. It's a bad one. It was the worst one of the three, in my opinion. Uh, I don't think anybody would reasonably dispute that. Intercepted by Logan Ryan, and the game was over. The game was over. 
23-20 was the final score. So that was the rundown. I know we just went through a lot of detail there and very long. We'll get to Ron Rivera next right here on the Locked On Washington football team podcast. All right, it is Chris Russell here. Guys, when it comes to getting or staying in shape, nothing feels as good as that feeling of accomplishment and hitting your fitness goals and feeling great about yourself. Echelon can get you there. Echelon offers the next generation of connected fitness bikes, fitness mirrors, rowing machines, and all their new Stride Smart treadmills. No matter what your favorite fitness activity, Echelon gives you a fun and challenging workout from the comfort of your own home. And in these times, nobody wants to go anywhere else. They just want to be in their home where you're safe. World-class instructors, thousands of daily live and on-demand studio-level classes available whenever you need them. That's E-C-H-E-L-O-N fit.com slash NFL. That's where we want to go. Echelonfit.com slash NFL. And make sure you go to echelonfit.com slash NFL and get yours today because, baby, we all need to be in better shape. All right, everybody, we welcome you back to the Locked On Washington football team podcast. I'm your host, Chris Russell. Right out to Ron Rivera because we are running late. We want to let you hear a little bit from the head coach of the Washington football team. Do you have an update on Kyle Allen? No, the only thing I can tell you was uh, my understanding was that uh, he had dislocated his ankle, and that's all I know. I haven't had an opportunity to talk to Ryan Vermillion uh, or Doc yet. So um, once I get done with you guys, I'll go into the training room and find out exactly where we are. Did you have a feeling on the play itself that looked like Peppers kind of whipped his leg back? Yes. I mean, that, that's, you know, that's, that's what I saw was, you know, he got, he got cut, and as he was going down, he saw Kyle trying to boot outside. So, you know, and again, it's just a guy trying to make a play. I don't, I, don't, I don't think it's a dirty play. It's a guy just trying to make a play, and I get it. Um, you know, I've been there in that situation, and, and you know, he's, he's a uh, – Peppers is a heck of a football player. He plays 100 miles an hour. Ron, is this the kind of game that you look at as a disappointment because of the things that happened that led to the loss, or do you look at it as optimistic because of the comeback and the things that can happen? That first half, I'm going to be uh, pessimistic and be disappointed. The second half, I'm going to be very pleased. We only gave up three points. We held them. Uh, we, uh, we scored points. Uh, we gave ourselves a chance. And as I told the players, we're going to learn from this. I mean, first thing we learn is you can't spot teams 20 points and a half and expect to – you know, to give yourself a fair chance to win. But the way they came back and played the second half was, 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 was indicative of who this football team can be, in my opinion. Hey, Ron, after the Rams game, you said you couldn't really give a fair assessment on the play of Alex Smith because it was raining, it was bad conditions. Today, obviously, he had, he had a lot of plays and it was perfect conditions. What, what was your kind of assessment, overall assessment, of uh, Alex Smith's play today? I was very pleased. I, you know, it was exciting to watch him get out there and do the things that he did and control the, the, the tempo of the game the way he did. It's unfortunate with the interceptions. You know, he tried to make things happen, tried to force things, and, and, and unfortunately bad things happened this time. But there'll be, there'll be times when he'll force something and something good will happen, and we'll all be happy about that. Hey, Ron, will he start next week? Um, we're going we're gonna to continue to go forward with, uh, with the setup the way it is. Alex will start, and, um, and uh, Dwayne will be the backup going forward. Ron, when you got uh, so many receivers back today, and obviously you have Alex as well, what do you kind of look at or what do you think of uh, for the future of your passing offense? Well, I'm, I'm pretty optimistic about it. You know, I, I hope we can continue to watch these guys grow. Uh, very pleased with what we got from Cam Sims today. Um, obviously, Terry's been Terry. He just continues to be a great player for us. Um, and then sit there and, and you watch Isaiah Wright. 
um, step to the forefront and make some plays and, you know, and, and getting Steven Sims back with that quickness underneath, that was, that was exciting. And, and, and again, you know, AGG hasn't had his opportunity to get back on the field yet. Um, but I, I think things bode well for a young group. You know, we didn't have uh, uh, Inman today either, but, you know, I thought the guys that were out there stepped up and gave us an opportunity to win a football game. And so I, I was very pleased with the way they played um, in terms of uh, getting chances to make plays. Did you notice the uh, fans today? What'd you think of them being back in the stadium? <laughs> I noticed the fans, you know, and um, it was, it was nice. You know, I get it. You know, sometimes when things aren't going well, people are going to say some things, but that's, uh, that's why they pay, you know, that's what they pay for the opportunity to voice their opinion. And uh, you know, it was, it was, it was good. I mean, it's good to have people in the fan and the stands and, it's nice to know that they're there, uh, win or lose. Um, you know, the nice thing is, uh, as I said, uh, it's just good to have them out there. About 166 rushing yards uh, today. I know you got to watch the tape, but was there anything that stood out to you as to why they had so much success? Well, um, you know, biggest thing was gap control. We had a couple guys that, that got knocked out of their gap. We had a couple guys that got late to their gap. And as, as, as we get a chance to watch the tape and really see exactly who and why and how, uh, those things will be worked on and corrected. Uh, there were a lot of fumbles early in the game and then a, a, a bobbled kick. Uh, was there anything to that, anything to the footballs or anything like that? No, well, uh, really was the way, uh, you know, their punter, we knew it. He, he, he does what we call the uh, – he, he has the bottom drop out of the way he punts the ball. He punts it, gets it to a certain apex, and then as it comes down, the back end flutters and turns away. It was a tough one on Isaiah because it drifted away from him and – you want them to try and catch that because you don't want that ball to bounce to the goal line where, you know, they had guys in position to stop it. And it's unfortunate because he almost had the catch. Um, but Isaiah's a young guy we're playing and he's going to make young guy mistakes. And we're going to learn to live with those as these guys grow and develop as football players for our football team. Hey, Ron, when you look at this game, what would you say that you attribute to like the defense taking so long to warm up? Um, I'm, I'm sorry. Can, sorry, Rhea. Can you say it again, please? Yeah, no problem. I said, what do you attribute to the defense taking so long to warm up? You know, you identified some things you want to see coming out of the bye week, and I'm assuming a 20 to 3 deficit was not it. But what do you attribute to it taking so long for the defense to finally warm up? Well, you know, it, it, it's, it's, it's one of those things that, um, you know, if you look at what happened, we turned the ball over and they were in positive field position. And, and unfortunately, that, you know, that led to the points. You can't turn the ball over in, in, in positive field position for the opponent you know, a couple of times in a row, which we did. One time we held to a field goal. The other time, um, you know, they scored the touchdown. So that was 10 points right off the bat. And, and then we turned it over again, which led to another uh, field goal. Um, and so you, you, you have to, you know, you have to, as a team, understand that, that you know, turnovers in, 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 in positive field position, that, that's going to get you. And that's exactly what happened. It, it, it did get us. You might be dumb, but is uh, Kyle done for the year? Do you have any idea? I have no idea. All I, you know, the only thing that I, I initially heard was that he had separated, uh, he, had, he had separated the ankle. I mean, excuse me, dis dislocated the ankle. Um, and that's all I heard. I haven't heard anything else since then. I will, um, as I said, go see Ryan Vermillion, our head trainer after this. Hey, Ron, with the, excuse me, with the division still up for grabs, um, you know, you, there's a lot to learn from this game. There was a lot of positive, but knowing that it's the division you're trying to win right now, how do you balance that um, again with the growth, but knowing this is now two losses to the Giants with the division up for grabs? Exactly that. Um, and, and, and again, we've got a couple more games going forward. We've got a few more games, quite, actually, quite honestly, going forward uh, that we've got, to, we've got to play and see exactly where we are as this, as this thing unfolds. You know, the nice thing about it is, is, again, as you said, the division's still up for grabs. 
and uh, we'll see what happens. Hey, Ronald. Morgan Moses uh, was telling some of his teammates, I think, on the sideline to, to have some heart. I wonder if you heard about that at all or what you would make of, of him kind of giving that speech. Uh, I think it's awesome. I think it's, it's awesome that a guy step up and, you know, challenge his teammates, just especially in a certain situation. And a guy like Morgan, who, who, who practices hard, plays hard, does things the right way. That's why he's a captain right now. So I got no issue with a guy, you know, challenging his teammates. Hey, Ron, what did you see on Alex's interceptions, particularly the two late ones? Uh, but the, 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 the second one really, you know, he had a little bit of pressure and he tried to force it to Jace, uh, JD and it came in a little bit high. The second one, he saw a guy across the middle and, you know, he tried to throw and he threw it off balance. And unfortunately, you know, it, it drifted right into the, the def defender's arms, you know, and in both those situations, if he was able to set his feet without the pressure, um, you know, he has a chance to complete the pass. Hey, Ron, what did you make of the run defense? Or you guys have been pretty solid in that area for the year, just what did, what did you see as the difference today? Well, the biggest thing I saw, we talked about earlier, was that the, our gap control was not as good as it needed to be. And uh, the, the nice thing about the style of the defense we play is that, you know, when we play gap control and you know where the ball's going, um, you can basically see who, who's not who's not doing their job. So, you know, it's a thing that we got to try and get corrected and, and, and make sure we're doing our jobs. Hey, guys, we'll take a couple more. Hey, Ron, with, with Alex... Where did you see a difference in him compared to the first time he played and just his progress since then? Well, the biggest thing more so than anything else is that, um, you know, is that, is that we were able to protect him and give a little bit more time. Uh, we had some guys that made some terrific plays as far as our receivers. You know, Cam came up big, as did Terry, uh, as did Isaiah. And, and then obviously JD and, 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 and AG underneath. Uh, Logan played pretty doggone well. So, you know, we got a group of guys that stepped up and made some plays, and that, that really helps the quarterback. Ron, do you have any early thoughts on how Cam Curl played in his first kind of big snap share? I thought Cam played pretty well. I did. You know, I know he got beat by for the touchdown by Ingram, um, but he uh, he was in pretty close proximity to the play. And, again, it's just a young guy that's going to learn and grow and get better for us uh, each time he's on the field. Ron, you mentioned Cam Sims. What do you kind of attribute to, to his breakout day today? Well, you know what? The way Cam Sims practices, the, the things that he's capable of doing as an athlete, they're, they're pretty impressive. And, and so he's a heck of a football player, and I just think he's going to get better and better if he continues to work at his game. All right, that is part of head coach Ron Rivera after a 23-20 to loss. We'll come back, put the icing on the cake right here on the Locked On Washington Football Team Podcast. Good to have you with us. What's up, guys? It's Chris Russell here for our friends at Built Bar. That's right. Built Bar has done it again. Built Bar has six new flavors, 12 original flavors, nut and nut-free flavors, and they're all awesome tasting and great for you. If you guys are hungry for a breakfast replacement, a post-workout meal, a lunch replacement, or even if you want to go on the lighter dinner side, have a Built Bar. Hell, have two you can enjoy because Built Bars are built to be great for you. Again, six new flavors, Caramel Brownie, Cherry Barcia, Apple Almond Crisp, Cookies and Cream, 12 original flavors including Peanut Butter, Mint Brownie, Salted Caramel, Double Chocolate, Peanut Butter Brownie, all covered in 100% chocolate, all soft and easy to chew and all good for you because they're low in calorie, low in sugar, high in protein, high in fiber, great for any diet. Trust me, guys, Built Bars are the jam. Go to BuiltBar.com and use the promo code Locked On, and you'll get 20% off your next order. Use the promo code Locked On for 20% off at BuiltBar.com. 
All right, we are back, but we're going to say goodbye. That's right. The Washington football team loses 23-20. We'll have more analysis of a bad loss and what it means and who the starting quarterback will be on the next episode of the Locked on Washington football team podcast. I'll give you a little hint. It's Alex Smith. And Dwayne Haskins is going to be the number two. But that'll do it for us. We'll have analysis of that and player reaction uh, coming up on the next episode. Adios. 